This past Friday, the seniors of Ridgefield High School had their last day of their internship. Six weeks they got to go out into the field, if you will, and practice using their skills in a particular area, area of their interest. At this phase in one's high school career, that's what needs to happen. People are done with schoolwork and they're ready to get out there and to do something in the world. And so they have prepared for that in these last few weeks with their internship and this upcoming weekend they will graduate and then in the weeks and in the months to come they will make their way out into a whole new environment, learning as they go and discovering what it is that they have to offer and to engage in the world. It reminds me a little bit of our gospel lesson this morning. When the disciples are gathered there with Jesus, there are 11 of them since Judas took his life in the day following Jesus' death. Here they are gathered on the mountain and Jesus makes a post-resurrection visit to them. He is getting ready to ascend into heaven and he tells them what it is that they need to do. Go into the world sharing the good news among all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to command, to obey everything that I have commanded you. That is what they are charged to do. I'm certain that one of the reasons the gospel lesson for this Trinity Sunday was chosen is because of the reference to the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There aren't very many circumstances in Scripture many places that refer to this triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So on this Trinity Sunday, we chose a piece of scripture that reminds us of this three-person Godhead. It's something that has developed through the life of the church. It's not something that people sat in some room that had ivy-covered ivy walls and rubbed their chins together and tried to think about what it is that this God is. No, the doctrine of the Trinity is something that developed on the ground. It's something that developed because of what people were experiencing after Jesus' resurrection, when they were awaiting Christ to come again, and trying to make sense of who this God is who's been acting throughout all time, who came in a very real place and, and history, and now continues to act upon leaving. That's how the doctrine of the Trinity developed. And so we have this structure, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the person of the Godhead of the Father, we come to see that God is before all beings. It is God who is the ultimate being, the creator of all things. God is not because we made God, God just is. And so in God the Father, we see that identity. Now the word Father can be a little bit problematic at times. But we don't have another word in our social relationships that indicates that we have come from something other than father and mother. Michael has given his dad a card for Father's Day that says on the front, Dad, without you, I wouldn't be here. And then you open it up and it says, seriously, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> That is true of fathers as it is true of mothers. We can't make ourselves become. Someone had to become us 
And so when we call God Father, we recognize that we originated somewhere and someone gave us life. And it is a part of our church tradition and a part of scriptural references. Jesus himself uses maternal references to refer to the Godhead, the creator. But those haven't had the same kind of prominence in our church history. So when we refer to God as Father, we are referring to the fact that God is because God is. And it's because God is that we are. That's what we recognize in God the Father. Then we have God the Son. God the Son is one that came in a very specific time. There are dates around God the Son, Jesus. And we see in God the Son that God is full of compassion and grace. That God comes first to make us worthy to be in the presence of God. This intimate relationship there we are given with our Creator is made possible because God makes it possible. And God, who is righteous, can only be in the presence of those that are righteous. But we are incapable of making ourselves righteous. And so God comes and makes us righteous through Jesus. Through God's self, God makes us worthy to be in the presence of God. That is the gift that we see in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And that is what we were taught in Jesus' teaching. That we are able to have a relationship with our Creator, the Supreme Being, the one that was here before any of us were, because Jesus has made a way for us to do that. God himself, God herself, God, God's self, made a way for us to be in relationship. And so we see that in Jesus, God the Son. And then we have God the Holy Spirit, because Jesus didn't stay on earth any longer than 33 years. And it's been a long time since that happened. But we know, even as 21st century people, that God is still active in the world. And we attempt to make sense of how it is that God is still active in the world. And so we recognize it as God the Holy Spirit. God's ongoing presence that is not limited by time and space. It doesn't even have to have a physical experience in order to be real. And that is how we know the third person of the Godhead, God the Holy Spirit. This doctrine of the Trinity is that in which we were baptized. And we were baptized in those names, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because of Matthew's Gospel. And that is how we are equipped to go into the world. Each of us has been equipped to go into the world because of the triune God. Now, knowing that we are equipped doesn't mean that we don't have times of doubt. But what we are assured of is that we do not have to have certainty on all things in order to be empowered to be carriers of the good news into the world. Jesus assures those disciples on the mountain of that truth, and we are assured of it as well, even as we witness it through all of those faithful followers of Jesus for these last 2,000 years. They didn't have it all figured out but they were still capable of going into the world and sharing the good news made known in Christ. Michael Grant was a professor at Cambridge University in England in the late 1900s. He was a historian. And he wrote a book entitled Jesus, an historian's review of the Gospels. He wanted to look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to see how historical they are. He recognized that they aren't like a newspaper article 
which seeks to get all the facts in a chronological order, but instead are four people's accounts of their experience, what they witnessed in the person of Jesus. And thus they have historical significance. It would be like us watching some event happen, and if someone asked any one of us what took place there, we would give an account of what took place there. Yet our accounts would be somewhat different because of what we picked up, what is that we noticed transpired in that event. And so it is with the Gospel writers. And Michael Grant concluded that the Gospels are in fact historically valid. They cannot be read as a newspaper article because they don't tell it all in the exact same way. But as a historian, he knows that people often would like to play with how the story went when they have a particular agenda in mind. And he noticed in the Gospels that people didn't do that. They told the account of what happened, warts and all. There's the ugly stuff and the good stuff, which gives it historical accuracy. And so we are witnesses of this as well. We don't have it all figured out, but we have been equipped through the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to go out and share the good news. And as we go out as witnesses, we are empowered for this work. Our graduates, not only this week, but in the weeks to come, will take their leave. And we will see them go out into the world, fully equipped to engage the world, because they go with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as they go, might we remember that we are charged to do the same. We are charged to go out into the world and to share the good news of Christ, made known in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are equipped. We are equipped to share the good news with others, that it is God who created us. It is God who redeemed us. And it is God who sustains us. Amen.